What's up, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Just Chris Podcast. As you probably would have guessed it, I am your host, Chris Carter, and I'm happy to announce that this is episode 19. In last week's episode, I highlighted what my weekend plans were going to be, and then in addition to that, covering the waste management industry, which if you took the time to go back through and you know re-listen to what I had to say or go through online on Yahoo Finance and check it out, probably impressed. Before I get into today's topic, though, I would like to hit back on this past weekend and kind of share how it went. So on Friday, last Friday, didn't have work. Um, we drove to Charlotte in the morning. We left probably about 5.30. Yeah, 5.30 in the morning. And I don't know how I did it, but I slept the whole way to Charlotte, like three and a half hours. I don't know how I did it. It felt amazing waking up and us pulling into Charlotte Motor Speedway. I'd never been to a NASCAR track before, and we got to drive under, like in that tunnel, then you come up in the field, and it was unlike anything I've ever seen before. I couldn't believe how big it was. <laughs> um, while we were there, we got to watch Colby drive a Hellcat out on the track. In addition to this, there were so many nice cars, unreal. Uh, Porsches, Ferraris, McLarens, Lamborghinis, we had the Hellcat. Uh, I saw a Lambo truck while I was there. It wasn't racing, but I saw in the parking lot a ton of Teslas. I just wish I could have gotten behind the wheel of a Tesla, but in the future, maybe. While we were there, we were fortunate enough to get pit passes, meaning that we were able to go down and stand where you know all the cars pull in, they get washed off, people load into the cars and drive them out onto the track. So we got, I was like feet away from all these Lamborghinis, Ferraris, McLarens, Porsches, all of that. And I got a ton of great footage with it, which I'll be getting into it. But it was awesome. And then when Colby did go out and race, race in quotes, um, we went up in the stands and each driver was given the opportunity to go four laps around the track. Now, it wasn't the big track that you're probably thinking of. You know, going into it, I was expecting Colby to go up on, you know, those super, super narrow bank or super uh, steep banks and all that. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. There was like, I'm sure if you're familiar with NASCAR and, you know, uh, racing, there's like the inside track in the field and you got the outside track. Colby raced around the inside track. And I think it was probably about a mile long, maybe, maybe a little less, but he drove four laps around that. But prior to getting into the car, he had to go and sit through a 25-minute course in one of the buildings that were out in the field. And while he did that, me, Kenner, Gabby, Alexis were able to go out on the actual track. Went out, I got to touch the grass, got to touch the track, I stood in the pit lane. It was wild. And, you know, for a second, I thought we were going to get busted because I saw a security car pulling up and we're, you know, we're out there taking photos and I stop and I look at him and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk over and see what's up. And I walked over to him. He's like, oh, you guys take your time out here. Um, just don't go out any further on the course. Say less. Lucky for us, he came in clutch and he got to take a photo of us out in the pit. Um, super cool about it. Super laid back. And by the time we finished, you know, taking photos, getting to see the podium, all of that, Colby was just then finishing up with the course. 
And before going out and actually driving, he paid to do a ride along in SRT, Dodge SRT something. I don't know. A fast car that sounded good. (laughs) That's all I know about it. But he went out on that. We got to see, you know, his driver and him race around the track. And that man was pushing it. (laughs) That man was moving on the track. And by the time he got back, I'm sure Colby was like sitting far back in his seat, um, probably in shock. Because when he went from the Charger to the Hellcat, we were like, okay, like he got a taste for it and he's about to rip it out on the course. What did Colby do? Did he rip it out on the course? Ah, Kind of. Kind of. He got passed a couple times. But, I mean, if I were in his position, you know, out on the course behind this stupid fast car, I'd be a little anxious about it too. If I could compare it to anything, he drove kind of like a teenager driving for the first time. But he still got to say that he was able to go out, drive a Hellcat at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was, it was unreal, unlike anything I'd done before. Ton of great footage. Um, I ran into one guy there because I was wearing uh, my college shirt for our basketball team, our college basketball team. And I ran into a guy. He's like, oh, I know exactly where that's at. It's in West Virginia. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I used to coach a camp up and down the East Coast. And for a lot of these camps, we had professional athletes come out to him. And you wouldn't believe this, but Vince Carter actually came out to your school and helped us coach a camp. And I was in awe. You're telling me Vince Carter, professional basketball player, was at my small school in the mountains at one point in time? I stood on the court Vince Carter stood on. Tell me that's not unreal. So getting to hear that, you know, getting to watch Colby race, race in quotes, um, ton of good footage, meeting all these people. It was unreal. It was awesome. Kenner, Gabby's boyfriend, my sister's boyfriend, brought his Heelys to the track. And in my opinion, great investment. (laughs) He killed it out there. But I'm still kicking myself for this because the one point where I went to the bathroom, Alexis and Gabby went to the car, and Colby was getting ready to drive. He is inside the garage. Like, you know, like if you're watching the movie Cars or, you know, Talladega Nights or uh, Talladega Nights, um, the car where or the garage where all the cars are in. So we were in there. Super great surface to Healy around. However, it was just a tad bit wet outside. It rained that morning. And so, you know, all of us are gone, and Kenner's inside the garage zipping around on his Healy's, and this boy wiped out. All of us missed him wipe out. The one time where I wasn't there and didn't have my camera on me, I missed a great wipe out. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, Quite a few people saw it. People made comments. And I really couldn't imagine standing up inside this garage at a NASCAR track filled with people I'd never met before after busting my ass on my Heelys and walking to the bathroom, the walk of shame with the wheels still in my shoes. He said he went to the bathroom, ripped out the wheels, and then went out the back door only to walk back in front of the garage with all the doors open so everyone could see him. Uh, (laughs) Poor execution. Uh, But still pretty bummed about that, that I missed that one piece of footage that would have made actual gold. 
Um, anyways, we left Charlotte. We left the Motor Speedway probably around like, I'd say like one thirty or so. Ran to the mall down the road, got a bite to eat, and then we were on the way to the mountains. And we got an Airbnb out there, a little cottage in the woods, and it was the perfect location. You know, we were very secluded, not around a ton of houses, up in the mountains, uh, a fire pit, a grill, everything we needed. But it was still very close to, you know, a store, pharmacy, liquor store, all the things that, you know, some would say as necessities. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But it was cool. Like we were right in the middle of nowhere in the middle of somewhere, if that makes sense. So if we needed to drive down the road real quick to pick up. I don't know, coffee cream or whatever, we were able to. But the roads out there, super narrow. Uh, narrow and windy remind me a lot of West Virginia. And I kind of felt at home driving up there. But there were parts of it that reminded me a ton, a ton of Colorado. Um, you know, being up in the mountain towns up there, uh, seeing how the buildings are built, kind of like, I don't know, they just have this one look to them. And I saw that same exact look in a ton of buildings in North Carolina. And then other parts of it, it was super recognizable. uh, And it reminded me a lot of the Pacific Northwest. So it was crazy to kind of see all these places in a place that I'd never been before. It was cool. It was was a really good time. Uh, On Saturday morning, we woke up and we went golfing at Sapphire National Golf Club with Colby and Kenner. And this was Kenner's first time golfing. I don't know if he's ever swung a club outside of being at Drive Shack before or Top Golf. He didn't do too bad. Uh, oh, the video just cut out. So he didn't do too bad. Uh, um, sorry about that. But the course was beautiful. The greens were super fast, great scenery. The first hole, this is when I knew we were like in for it. First hole, par five, 595 yards. I don't know how I made it through it, but I did. And then in addition to this, I didn't have my clubs. My clubs were getting re-gripped. So three of us shared Colby's clubs. We made it through it. And I was, while we were there, while we were up in the mountains, golfing, all of that, I was able to have my camera on me all weekend. I took a ton of footage, um, and I'm currently working through all of it now, and I hope to have a video up soon. You know, I put a little sneak peeks on my Snapchat here and there of just clips that I took. All in all, great weekend, you know, I had a really good time. But for this week, for this week's episode, the topic I have for today, you know, I titled it something, something that sounded very familiar to me. And we actually, while I was in school, taking like a required sports class, we had to do this one specific assignment. It was called Why West Virginia? And if you're not aware, I did go to school in West Virginia. I spent the past four years out there. Uh, I was on the swim team. And I highlighted that a few episodes ago. I'll link that in the description. But why West Virginia? Now, if you're, if you're, from out of state, you, you know, not from West Virginia, you probably have a very specific uh, thing in mind when you think of West Virginia. And when I tell people where I went to school, I get a lot of like weird or like funny looks, um, silly questions that people ask me. And that's okay. 
but I've really I've broken it down into three people when it comes to West Virginia. We have the people that were born and raised there, the kids who just went to school there or there temporarily, and then people who had never experienced West Virginia at all. And to me personally, I saw West Virginia as an untapped resource. Going into it, I had the same view of West Virginia as everybody else does. That one specific stereotype, the type of people up there, the scenery, the landscape of it. I just saw it for this one thing that we'd all heard or saw about on TV, which is okay. Um, but still, why did you choose West Virginia? And let me tell you, originally when I was being recruited to swim collegiately, I was looking at a school right outside of New York City. And I'd always wanted to go to school there. You know, I, I love the city, love the fast pace, everything about it. And I was dead set on going to this school. Now, that didn't really work out, unfortunately. Uh, I got into a little thing going into my senior year where I had an extended two-week vacation. And I didn't start my senior year until 10 days after. And when that happened, everything I had worked for with the school in New York City kind of went down the drain. And at the time, it was super tough because like this was what I wanted. And now it was just kind of gone. And I'd set up an official visit. I was ready to go, made the dummy boy mistake. And then the coach was like, you know, I don't think this is the best fit for you. And that hurt so bad hearing. So that weekend where I had originally planned to go on this recruiting visit up to New York was also the same weekend where I had other schools reach out to me about official visits. And how I mentioned in my episode where I talk about my swimming career, I said that West Virginia, a school in West Virginia, was the first school to reach out to me ever in the recruiting process. So this doesn't work out in New York. I'm going through the emails, just looking like I still want to go on an official visit. I still want to check somewhere out. So go to this email, respond back to the coach. And I took up the opportunity and I went to West Virginia that weekend for my official visit. This was my first official visit, first of a few, but I could have gone without seeing other schools after this experience. Now, I went into the recruiter or the official visit with the same attitude or the same viewpoint as everybody who hasn't been to West Virginia before. You know, everyone thinks of that same stereotype, the same landscape, the same type of people. And I wasn't, I wasn't all that thrilled to go up there. You know, I, I just wanted to get out of town. I wanted to go on an official visit. But when I got to campus, you know, we go in this super huge, nice mansion. And they sit all the kids down. They're like, this one guy tells us, he said, the first thing, listen, the first thing he tells us, he said, you'll know right away if this is where you'll want to be. And at the time when he told us that, I was like, yeah, okay, like kind of skeptical about it. Like, I'm not seeing it yet. It's not hitting me. I don't know if this is where I want to be. But the moment that I got away from my parents and I met up with my teammates, that's when it hit me. This was where I wanted to be. We went out on my visit. We went to the rope swing, went to the river, went out to eat, really got to experience West Virginia in Elkins. And I fell in love with it. You know, I, I texted my mom that night. I said, this is it. This is where I want to go. 
And it's crazy to think that I was so skeptical about it. But then I actually like I'm there doing stuff. And I love it. And I, I knew right then, like, that's where I wanted to go to school. And I went on these other visits, and none of them touched the school in West Virginia. You know, I compared everything to that experience, and none of them came close. So, signed my official, uh, my letter of intent. I was ready to get on campus. And at the time, this was September, and I wouldn't be moving in until the following August. I had 11 months to go. So, I had to go through my whole senior year before I could finally go to West Virginia. But the time came, I was moving on to campus, and I couldn't be more excited to start a new journey at a new place with people I'd never met before. It was going to be a challenge, but I was ready for it. I was ready for a change of scenery and to surround myself with a different type of influence um, than what I was used to at home. Now, I really, really got to experience West Virginia my freshman year when I had my Jeep Wrangler. And boy, do I miss it. It hurts. Um, unfortunately, she's not with us today. Uh, but <laughs> I took that Jeep everywhere. I paid a ton in gas, but I didn't care. I wanted to experience West Virginia. I took it everywhere from new trails down every dirt road possible, random roads going up the mountains. Just trying to take in all that I could of West Virginia. Just trying to really experience it and see the positives within it. And I'd say like first semester, it was great. I loved it. I loved being up there, being on my own, being with, you know, my people. And then probably around like the halfway uh, beginning of second semester, I kind of like changed my attitude. And I went from absolutely loving West Virginia to, uh, I don't really know if this is where I want to be anymore. Because it was so hard seeing all of my friends back in North Carolina, going to these big schools, going to all these parties, going to football games, tailgating, all of that, living the life of just a regular student. And I was, I was so jealous of that because I had to wake up every morning, two-a-day practices, meets on the weekend, every single week. And it, it was hard. Um, but it wasn't until probably about halfway through the second semester where I sat down with my dad and discussed it with him and told him, like, I don't really know if this is what I'm feeling anymore. Him and I, we laid out the pros and cons of staying in West Virginia. And even though I didn't see as many pros as my dad saw for me, I soon discovered that staying in West Virginia was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. And I'll, I'll stand by that. I went to school uh, with short-term and long-term long goals. You know, I went into school. I wrote everything down, things I wanted to accomplish, things I wanted to do, things I wanted to see, both short-term, within a year, long-term, before graduation. And each of those points were brought up when I was weighing out the pros and cons with my dad. Where else would I have had the opportunity to do all the things that I had in mind, all the goals that I had in mind, I wouldn't get that kind of opportunity going to a big school in North Carolina. I mean, where else would I be able to do all of this at once? I was a resident assistant. I was the president of my fraternity, captain on the swim team. I was highly involved on campus 
and I had a pretty big voice in campus affairs. And how could I leave something like that? Now, at the time, I didn't see any of that coming. You know, it was just a thought in my mind, like, yeah, I want to be the captain of the team. Yeah, I want to be involved on campus, but I couldn't actually see myself in that position until the following year when I came back. And I would say, you know, year after year, West Virginia continued to grow on me. Year after year, I was more excited to come back, see all my friends, be back in the mountains in the fall, go to the river, green everywhere. It was beautiful. It it was honestly beautiful. But I got to do a ton. Like as the years went by, I experienced more and more. You know, I had opportunities going to West Virginia University football games, um, spent some time in Morgantown, seeing the little nightlife up there. I hiked mountains. I explored caves. I learned the history and culture of West Virginia. But most importantly, I met, excuse me, I met incredible people. And if I would have went home after my freshman year, I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. I wouldn't have met any of the people that I did, see any of the things that I did, got to experience any of that stuff. I wouldn't have been able to say that I went to a West Virginia football game in St. Country Roads at the end. But by staying there was an incredible, incredible smart, incredibly smart decision. And in West Virginia, while I was in school there, it taught me hundreds, if not thousands of lessons. Easy ones, hard lessons. For example, you know, if you're hungry or bored in West Virginia past 10 p.m., you might as well just go to bed because nothing's going on. Uh, and that was hard to kind of face because I went from being in a pretty populated area to quite literally the middle of nowhere, West Virginia. And when I say the middle of nowhere, from probably about two hours out from school, there was no reception. I didn't have any reception for the last two hours of the drive. And then you get into the town and reception for Verizon is non-existent. Having my phone on me was pretty much useless. Uh, so that was super hard to do. I mean, it it was just a culture shock going from, uh, you know, big town or larger town uh, right outside of the state capital to something so small. Um, but you know, it was worth it a hundred percent. And I found that when it came to entertaining myself and friends while we were there past 10 PM on the weekends outside of practice and class, I had to learn that you have to go out of your way to make your own fun. And I saw that this was a challenge for a ton of people that chose to go to school there. And I would say for the most part, the result of this was students left the school to either continue their education somewhere else or find a school with a better sports program. And it was super tough to see because, you know, as the years went on, I became more and more of an advocate for my college, for West Virginia. And it was hard, you know, people just didn't see the same vision that I saw with it. They didn't see the potential that I saw. They didn't view it as an untapped resource. Which was hard because year after year, some of my closest friends left school. And then come the end of college, you know, there was only one senior left on the team with me. But that was tough. But I would say that, I would say that West Virginia 
was exactly what I needed in my life at the time. You know, I went from, it's tough to admit this, but I went from an immature hot boy in high school to being humbled super quick. Going from a school of three, a high school of 3,000 plus students to a, a college of less than 1,000 students. At one point, I don't know if it's it changed much, but there were 750 students at my school. 750 students. When I'm telling you, like, you know everybody, you know everybody. But the campus, uh, like the campus atmosphere and like the family setting made going to school there so great because everywhere you go, like you can have meaningful conversations with people. And it's not like, you know, being in a big school setting where you might not ever see that person again. So going from 3,000 students to uh, less than 1,000 students at school, huge culture shock. Going from a a city of 21,000 people plus right outside the state capital to a town of just shy of 7,000 people was hard. It was super hard. Like, I'm super active. I love to be doing stuff all the time. And to go from having access to the city, all these stores, shopping, everything like that, to being an hour and a half from the closest Chick-fil-A, it wasn't easy. But I would say, you know, in the end, looking back, I absolutely loved West Virginia. I loved everything I got to do there, all the people I got to meet, all the things I got to experience. It was amazing. And quite honestly, I wouldn't be half the person I am today if it weren't for, you know, wild and wonderful West Virginia. I think I would have made strides if I were to go to another school, but I don't think I would have been put in the positions that I was put in while I was at school. I don't think I would have had the leadership opportunities. I don't think I would have gotten to, you know, meet all these people and have close relationships with all of them if I would have transferred after my freshman year. And as I looked back through, I looked at, looked back at it, you know, throughout my years in school. And each year, you know, I was just grateful that I made the decision to stay. Now, the reason that I brought up why West Virginia today, I got a couple, a couple reasons for them. First one, I went to a little function last weekend and a person that I hadn't seen since probably like junior or senior year of high school. I sat down at the table and they asked me like, didn't you go to school in West Virginia? And kind of like the look on her face was like, oh, West Virginia, kind of like a look of disgust a little bit. Like, I'm telling you, like, we all have, like, we we view West Virginia in a very specific way if you haven't experienced it. But she asked me if I said, if I went to school there and I was like, oh yeah, I went to school in West Virginia, middle of the mountains. I absolutely loved it. And she looked at me and she was like, really? Like it wasn't like it wasn't possible to love being in West Virginia for four years. I was like, yeah, like the opportunities that presented themselves to me, like all the things I got to do, I wouldn't have had any of that if I would have stayed around North Carolina uh, for college. But it's it's crazy because every time someone asks where I'm from or where I went to school, whatever, they give me that same look and they ask the same questions. And there's a huge difference between experiencing West Virginia as you're just driving through it versus actually like being there, living there, and experiencing West Virginia like firsthand. The second reason I bring up why West Virginia is because around a year ago today, 
you know, I'm, I'm getting my snap memories day after day, reminded of, you know, me wrapping up my last leg of college. And, you know, each day it's, it's tough to watch them. Um, but, you know, I had everything that I needed in that small little town on that small campus deep in the mountains in the Tigers Valley. And leaving school for me meant that it was time to start a new chapter in my life. And as much as I thought I was ready to start this new chapter, as much as I thought I was ready to graduate and get out of school, I really wasn't. I wasn't all that ready for it. And transitioning back to North Carolina was, I mean, an understate, like challenge is an understatement for this. It was so tough. And even today, like even today, it's still very hard to get on Snapchat uh, and see all of my closest friends still being together, partying together, hanging out together day after day. And I'm, I'm states away. I'm seven, seven and a half hours away. But it's tough. Um, you know, I, I never thought that the day would come where I would actually, <laughs> where I would actually leave college. But when that day came so prematurely, is that right? Prematurely? But when that day came months earlier than I expected, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was hard. But one thing that I will do, you know, I will forever, I'll forever hold West Virginia close to my heart. Now I'm always gonna have a soft, I'm always gonna have a soft spot in my heart for West Virginia. Every time I hear country roads, I'm going to think about the time I spent there and how much of an impact it made on me, on the person that I am today. And it's so awesome seeing or like meeting other people from West Virginia outside of the state. Like, I think two weeks ago, I was up swimming at the pool and someone recognized my school logo on the back of my suit. I mean, I don't know why they were looking at my butt, but they recognized it. And they talked to me like, I know exactly where that school's at. Like, we're from West Virginia. So it's crazy to still, like, make those connections with people and have something to talk about. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's just cool because every time I meet someone new, like, they'll share a new fact about it or they'll share where they're from and a story from where they're at. And one thing that I picked up, when you ask someone, like, where in West Virginia they're from, for the most part, they tell you the county. And when someone tells me the county that they're from in West Virginia, like that's when I kind of know, like, okay, I believe you. You're from you're from West Virginia. But in today's episode, I just wanted to highlight that um, I'm trying to get more into a little bit of story storytelling with the podcast. You know, provide more of a background. So I've I've done this. I've shared why I chose the beautiful state. Um, I've shared why, or you know, my collegiate swimming career. What am I going to talk about next? I don't know, because quite honestly, I have stories for days. And I could, I could go every week and tell a new story, and this could just be my whole entire podcast. But I'm going to spread out a little bit. You know, I don't know when the next time I'm going to do a little storytelling on the podcast. But when that day comes, you better take advantage of it. <laughs> uh, that is all that I have for this week's episode of Just Chris Podcast. As always... You can reach me at justchrispodcast at gmail.com. I still have one invite left for Clubhouse. 
So if you're interested in joining Clubhouse, but you just need that invite link, you need to be connected, you need to be invited, reach out to your boy and I got you. All you got to do is just send me an email. So reach out to me there. But next week is episode 20. And I have a very special guest in mind. You know, I've been brainstorming topics, getting ready for this, and I'm excited for it. You know, I'm I'm in the process of now getting my intro and outro done. It'll be here by episode 20, just like I told y'all. But I'm stoked for it. You know, episode 20 is a pretty big milestone. And, you know, next goal from there is 30, 40, 50. And before we know it, ladies and gentlemen, before we know it, I'm going to be up there with Joe Rogan. Just remember that. But guys, thank you all for listening this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed my story about West Virginia. And any questions, comments, whatever, send me an email. Thanks, guys. Y'all take care. And I will hear, listen. I'll talk to you guys all next week. Thank y'all.